Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business? but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored. Today, we're going to be talking about the co-working space industry. I recently read an article that went like this. The co-working space industry is growing by leaps and bounds. A growing remote workforce and a rise of the gig economy are pushing the demand for workspaces to new heights. It's not just happening in the U.S. either. The co-working trend is a worldwide phenomenon. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with Michael White. And Michael is... Um, he has a passion for franchising and uh, especially the United Franchise Group. He started with them in 2000 and he is now president of Venture X. Michael focuses on marketing and developing both domestically and internationally, just like that article said. Venture X is more than a shared office space, it is a place where businesses launch, develop, and grow. And I love that. Michael, welcome to the show today. Linda, thank you so much for having me. I I love any opportunity to talk about franchising and specifically to talk about VentureX. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, Michael, this workspace, this shared workspace, this co-workspace has really taken off. and, And we'll talk further about this. I'm sure that the pandemic has um, adjusted the demand for that as well. But before we get started in that, Michael, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to the United Franchise Group and specifically Venture X. Well, thanks for asking, Linda. Yeah, I, uh, I have been with United Franchise Group in some way, shape, or form for the last 22 years. Uh, I graduated from college way back in 2000 with a degree in Spanish and political science, which led me to absolutely no direction in life whatsoever. <laughs> what do you <laughs> so do with if that? That's not a, it, you're correct. If that's not a commercial for a perfect franchise employee, I don't know what is. Uh, so I, I, knew, I knew I wanted to be in business. I knew I wanted to get involved in business in some way, shape, or form, Linda but I didn't know where to start. 
Uh, and so I happened to know an individual who owned a franchise business in North Carolina, where I'm from. Uh, and the closer it got to graduation, the closer to accepting any job you possibly can get a hold of became much more attractive. And, and uh, I took a job at, uh, at a local franchise location for Sinorama. Uh, mm -hmm. And you may be familiar with Signorama. Signorama is the world's largest sign and graphics franchise and also part of Franchise Group. Mm -hmm. So I started my, my career in the working world. I thought, you know, I'll get some experience here. I'll, I'll learn how to sell. I'll learn how to market. I'll learn how a small business operates for a year or so, pad my resume, and then go on and do something else. And uh, that one-year plan, Linda, turned into an eight-year plan. Uh, and it turned into an eight-year plan because I loved it. I loved the fact that no two days were the same. I loved the fact that I was working in the community and establishing deep ties and relationships. But more than anything, I was really the big beneficiary of a training program, uh, somebody that could step in and say, here's how you do it, here's what you don't do, and follow these steps and you'll be successful. So though I wasn't an actual franchisee, working in a franchise location for a franchisee really sold me on the benefits of franchising as a, as a young kid in his early 20s. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I took that, took that opportunity, grew with that business, and uh, obtained a position in the support structure for Sinorama, uh, eventually working my way up to being a regional vice president with the United Franchise Group in the southeast United States. And the role there really is support. It's growing and building the franchise support system, working with franchise owners, training and helping assist franchise owners' employees on becoming more successful entrepreneurs and business people, really kind of giving back for what I learned as I worked in a location. The neat thing about United Franchise Group is that, um, is that we're always growing. Uh, and we're always looking for new opportunities and, and growing our company. And uh, one of the brands that we added about six years ago, VentureX, is one that I have been working with since we since we started franchising. And so I was really uh, really proud that uh, to be named the president of VentureX earlier this year in January of 2022. Uh, Ray Titus came to me and asked me to uh, to become more involved from the development and support side and, and running our brand. And it really was absolute perfect timing for me uh, because this industry, as you alluded to earlier in our conversation, this industry has taken off. And this is the absolute perfect time to be in the co-working business. So I'm a lucky guy, a really lucky guy. <laughs> Yeah, and and you're you're right. I, I probably maybe ten years ago, Michael. I don't think any of that existed. You know, there were a few of the office buildings where you could rent an office and maybe have access to a boardroom, but. This is a totally different concept that VentureX has. Tell me a little bit about what the services are that VentureX offers a small business owner or just anyone that needs a space to conduct business. What does that look like? Well, Linda, I'll tell you what you just said. You're not alone. I remember six years ago, uh, feeling the exact same way that you did. We were going to exhibit at a franchise conference in Houston, right where you mm -hmm. are. We were mm -hmm. going to exhibit in, that, in a franchise show there. And I remember flying from Raleigh-Durham International to Houston 
and on the plane doing as much research as I possibly could because we have this new franchise concept uh, that we're going to be introducing at the conference. And, and I remember thinking, okay, I know about conference rooms, but so people are just going to rent one-person offices or two-person offices and somebody mm -hmm. else, some stranger is going to be in the office next door? How, how does that work? And that was what it was. And, and right. now as we've come the last six, five, six years, it really has become more mainstream. Uh, but mm -hmm. really the services that we provide, the services that we provide are good for small companies, one-person operators, all the way up to large multinational corporations that are looking for uh, having offices but not taking down significant leases and paying thousands and thousands and thousands right. of dollars for a 10-year commitment for a location. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's really the flex office industry, which is what I like to refer to it as, because it does provide flexibility for all sizes of businesses. And that's really the, the niche that we've uh, that we found in this industry. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, Michael, I have to believe that the pandemic really changed the people that you see that are looking for office space. There are so many studies out there, Linda, and you can see them at just a quick Google search. You can find them. But all the commercial real estate firms back in 2017, 2018 thought, you know what? By 2030, this is going to be a huge market. This, this flexible workspace, workspace market is going to be, you know, going from 5% to 10% to upwards of 30% of the U.S. office space. Uh, they thought that would happen by 2030. And what the pandemic did was it really fast-forwarded that entire mm -hmm. shift. And whereas before it was, okay, so let me get this straight. I could actually do all of my work from a remote location. Uh, th this Zoom thing, this Microsoft Teams thing, this Slack thing, I don't really know about that. That was 2018. And what 2020 did was it fast-forwarded all of our thoughts. All, now I don't have a phone call nearly as much as I have video conferences. And that was not the case in 2018. So what we've done is we took what we thought were going to be in 2030, and that's really the world of today. So people are really embracing this flex office, work remote. You don't have to work from a large office building. And so it's, it's taken that maybe once niche thought process of, uh, of renting a small office, and it's become mainstream to where now you're seeing very, very large companies say, no, nah, you know what? I don't think I want to sign that 10,000 or that 20,000 or that 50,000 square foot lease. I think I'm going to allow my employees to have a little more flexibility in the way that they work and allow my bottom line to have a little bit more flexibility too. So whenever, when anybody says, how has the pandemic affected the co-working industry and how has the pandemic affected VentureX, I've said it really fast forwarded us by at least five years and probably eight. We're further along now than we ever thought we would dream we would be pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And another thing that I see happening, Michael, is that um, this great resignation, this wave of people that are leaving corporate, they are becoming more uh, consultants or um, they work differently than than I did when I was in banking 30 plus years ago, I knew what a job looked like and it looked like and everybody else's job looked the same way. But these days you can earn, you can have a career that doesn't look like the way the career that your parents had. And in, in this article, it talked about 
the gig economy, the people that have um, that are creating a career around gigs, whether that be projects or whether that be just consulting gigs. So are you, do you see that as well, increasing those um, solopreneurs that are working more on a consulting kind of basis? Linda, we absolutely do, uh, for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that uh, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for talent. They're looking for employees, uh, and they need to be flexible in how, those, how they handle and how they treat those employees. Maybe those employees right. don't want to live where your company is. And so mm-hmm. those, those large corporations or those people that are looking for new talent, they need to be flexible to, to, to provide the best possible atmosphere for those people to come on board. So that's where these types of facilities really assist. But the other piece of it is from the, you know, from the gig economy standpoint, that's absolutely where it's going. But those people that are in that gig economy, they are solopreneurs, but they also crave interaction. Absolutely. They also crave being social. And mm-hmm. if those people are working from home, typically those are the people that working from home drives them nuts. Mm-hmm. They don't want to not interact with people on a day-in and day-out basis. They, they want to grab a cup of coffee and run into somebody. And better mm-hmm. yet, they want to grab an iced tea or they want to grab a cup of coffee and share a couple of ideas or maybe a problem or looking for a solution back and forth. And that, to me, is the absolute best part of VentureX is mm-hmm. that you can come with a project or an issue or a question, and there's always somebody two or three doors down that has a completely different perspective than you that can help you solve a problem. And we come mm-hmm. across that day in and day out where a member will come and say, you know what, I know I have a monthly membership. I know I pay a monthly, a monthly fee to be a member here at VentureX, but I get that monthly membership fee back in spades with the expertise that I get with the other people. Mm-hmm. So that solopreneur, that gig economy is definitely something that's here to stay. But what is also here to say is socialization of those people, and they need a place to interact and, and, mm-hmm. and bounce ideas back and forth. And that's why this works so well for today's economy. Yeah, most definitely. I hadn't thought about that, Michael, but, you know, being um, an entrepreneur myself and a solopreneur, it does get lonely <laughs> when you when your <laughs> office is in your house. So it does get lonely. So let's talk now a little bit, Michael, about what that franchise opportunity looks like. And I have to be honest with you. I don't have a commercial building that I could convert into one of these office spaces. Are you looking with for people that actually have a commercial building? We are, but I would say that represents the minority of our franchise owners that are in business with us right now. Uh, some of them own their own building, and they looked and they read the same kind of articles that you just mentioned, Linda, that mm-hmm. they realized that the future of this is in co-working, and they realized that, my goodness, my commercial building now, I need to bring in co-working expertise to, have, to, to remain viable in my market. And so they come and they say, this is a great way for me to, to build wealth and to create more of an asset here in this building is to have a co-working facility. And by the way, I don't have a clue about how to run a co-working facility, so I better contract with a franchise organization to do it. And so right. we do have a number of franchise owners that own their own buildings, but by far and away, the majority uh, do not. 
far and away the majority are uh, looking at space. They are taking down whether it's 15,000, 20,000, maybe a little bit over 25,000 square feet of office space or retail space, depending on the area and the market, uh, and making it a really, really successful venture X. So I would say it's across the board, Linda, whether you own the building, whether you have a passion for a particular neighborhood in an area and you want to put a location there, or frankly, you're just looking for the best area of a demographic or of a market to put a venture X. So the flexibility is there to do all three of those things. Mm-hmm. So what type of buildings, if I was um, a potential franchisee, and if what type of a building should I be looking at to lease? <laughs> That's a great question. I get that question every single day, and I would say it varies dramatically from market to market. Mm-hmm. A lot of our locations are in more of a suburban setting. Uh, what we found in prior to the pandemic, I read some articles that said typically people would be comfortable commuting and driving somewhere between 20 and 25 minutes. Well, post-pandemic, that's closer to 10 or 15 minutes wow. of commute time. And what, what that means for us is that means that person that used to be comfortable hopping on the freeway and driving into downtown to go to work is now saying, I don't really want to fight that traffic, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't want to work from home. So when you look at where a good building is post-pandemic, we love this suburban type of a market. You don't have to worry about finding parking. You don't have to worry about uh, any of the traffic that's going to be associated with it. And within 10 or 15 minutes, you're in, uh, you're in very close proximity to a lot of high-end neighborhoods, a lot of mm-hmm. good shopping, a lot of good restaurants or bars or breweries out there. So what we find is while this concept works wonderfully in a lot of different settings, we have locations that are on high-rise buildings with big-time signage on the top of it that advertise VentureX. Uh, while we have them in large cities, we also feel that that suburban market uh, just outside the urban center is going to speak to that post-pandemic worker that's just looking to get out of the house uh, and interact with people but not fight the traffic on a day-in-a-day basis. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking for a franchisee, Michael, do I need to have property management experience? Um, Do I need to have um, other connections already? Who would be a perfect franchisee for you? Great question, Linda. I would say anybody that sees the value in a process and a system and following it, makes a really good franchisee for us. You do not, absolutely do not need to have property management or real estate experience. That's one of the reasons that you invest in a franchise is the franchise is going to help you from that perspective. You do not need to have sales and marketing experience, though it really helps. Uh, We do want people that are uh, interested in interacting with people that want to either want to engage with their communities, become involved with their communities, but it really doesn't fit one particular area where it says, hey, you need to come into this with this particular type of experience in order to be successful. That's why you're investing in a franchise. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I'm investing in the franchise because you guys have the expertise, then does that mean that you will assist me in furnishing the space, um, the build out, um, how to market it? Is that something that you help in launching a new location? 
It really is. It's a, it's a turnkey process from start to finish. So as we walk through uh, the due diligence process with a potential franchisee, the first thing we want to do is we want to educate them on the co-working industry, and we want to educate them on United Franchise Group and VentureX. That's our first, that's our first objective. And if the answer to that question is, you know what, I do think that there's a potential here, and I am interested in the overall investment, and, and I do like this, then the next step would be let's look at markets. Let's look at areas that might be a good fit within an area that you're interested in. Let's look at income areas. Let's look at um, the, the people that live in that area, the neighborhoods, and the other pieces. From there, we've got a full-on real estate team that can help us identify the best possible area for the co-working facility that, that you're interested in. At mm-hmm. that point, we help you to negotiate the lease on the location. Uh, if you're going to purchase a building, certainly uh, we, we can point you in the right direction on that, but that would be kind of a different scenario. Uh, then we would help you to do the build-out of the space. Uh, one of the things that's very interesting in this market is different markets lend themselves better to different types of breakouts of rooms. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're in an urban market, we focus more on meeting spaces. We focus more on team offices. And then we look at the number of individual offices because in an urban setting, we, are, we, we, we tend to see more people interested in larger team offices. If you're in a more of a suburban setting, we're looking at concentrating more on individual offices, and then we're looking at meeting spaces, and then following that up with maybe a hot desk area or something where we can have group meetings or receptions or events. Uh, so mm-hmm. it really varies based on what that market is, and we help to, to kind of divide that space up based on where you are in the demographic we are, we're, we're dealing with. So I would want a potential franchisee not to get too overwhelmed with that type of detail because that's what the franchise is going to provide you with from mm-hmm. start to finish. Wonderful. And, and you were talking about the market. So what does a territory, a Venture X territory look like? Uh, the, the territory is really um, – we, we don't necessarily get too focused on, hey, you're going to have X amount of area or X amount of territory. We're really looking at uh, the demographics of the area. So mm-hmm. I want to see how many people within about a three- to four-mile radius of that potential, potential area, how many of those people are currently working from home? What are the business counts within that particular radius? What type of median income? do we have within that three to five mile radius of that location? How many people live in that radius? And then are there other places for somebody to go and grab a bite to eat or grab a drink after work? And so we look at all of those pieces and components, and if you can kind of picture a heat map, picture a heat map where red is absolutely as good as it can get and and maybe a green is not as good as, as the other area. And if you overlay those four or five different demographics on top of one another, it becomes glaringly obvious to us where the best opportunity is. So somebody might say, hey, I'm really interested in uh, one particular town, but in that one particular town, you might have two or three little sub-markets that are absolute perfect fits for our VentureX co-working facility. Whereas if you were looking at doing something like this on your own, you probably don't have access to that type of data to where now you're really not going to be placing that in the best possible area. 
Mm-hmm. And it all is all about the location. Like you said, you could put it in an area where everybody has a nine to five job and it's not going to be as successful as doing that market research and finding areas. Um, and it makes sense that it would be those outlying bedroom communities that could certainly utilize a space like this. So I love that concept. Michael, I need to take a quick commercial break break, but I have to tell you, I love stories, and I know my listeners love stories. <laughs> Do you happen to have any you could share with us when we come back? Oh, we live in the story, in the story space, Linda. Absolutely. would love to. Thank you so much. For that. Wonderful. Absolutely. So, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Michael White with Venture X. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about the flex office industry, the co-working space, whatever you want to call it. And we have here today Michael White, and he is president of VentureX. So, Michael, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have maybe a, a story or two that you could share with us. Sure. Um, one of the things that we talked about in the earlier session, Linda, was the, the value of the flex office space and the co-working model when it comes to collaboration. Uh, mm-hmm. And that this is something that I see time and time again is people that don't have any experience in this industry, and then they, they take their first office. Uh, and they take their first office probably because they have a dog barking in the background and kids ringing the doorbell and other distractions in their home office. Does this sound familiar, Linda? Yes, um, absolutely. Those are things that, that the, those are the things that people that people initially start looking at a co-working facility, particularly post-pandemic. But what they come to find very quickly is that it can be a very good business generator for them as well. And one member that we have had took offices in, in four locations uh, with, uh, throughout the state of North and South Carolina. Uh, and it was, a, it was a firm that really had a, had a new focus and a new way um, to secure employee recruitment. 
Uh, and this day and age, everybody's fighting over the top talent. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show as well. And our company, United Franchise Group, is, is not immune to that. We're always looking for, for good people, for support roles, for sales roles, for development roles, even accounting roles. And so when a new member moved in down the hallway from me, it, it caught my eye. Uh, and that company's name was Scouter. Uh, and when Scouter moved into the Venturex here, uh, we were able to negotiate a deal where not only would they have a space, but they would also provide service to find employees for all of the other members that are in every one of the Venturex locations uh, throughout the Carolinas. Uh, and they were able to get a good amount of business from just being a member of Venturex. But the one thing that really hit home for me, Linda, was the fact that we were able to engage with them and we were able to use them. Uh, so I sat down with the member of the, of the space that has an office four, door, four doors down from me here in Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and went over what we needed and the types of employees we were looking for. And Linda, within about three weeks of that meeting, not only had we signed an agreement to utilize Scouter, but Scouter had helped us to locate three new employees for United Franchise Group. Wow. Uh, and that was great for us, but it was also fantastic for Scouter because they got visibility to all of the different members in the Venturex locations, and it was a way that we were able to, to benefit from what we needed to as well. So when I talk about collaboration and, and working among the members, that isn't just something that sounds good in a soundbite. It's something that happens every single day within VentureX locations and story after story of those types of things because this industry really is all about collaboration. Uh, and that's something that to me is not only professionally rewarding, uh, but it's also personally rewarding. You know, Michael, what you described is it sounds like VentureX is a super networking hotspot. It absolutely is. As a matter of fact, we feel really strongly about piece of it. One of our other brands for United Franchise Group is a networking and referral franchise called Network Lead Exchange. And so a lot of our franchise locations for VentureX, one of the members is a Network Lead Exchange franchise owner that really takes that up to the next level. Uh, but a lot of our franchise owners will have mixers, they'll have cocktail hours to encourage the members to associate with one another, get to know one another. There are members of the month with pictures because we really want to keep that ecosystem within the, each individual Venture X there. Because you know what happens, Linda, is once people see that, they come here because it's a convenient place to work but they stay because of the environment that our franchise owners create in VentureX. And that, to me, is the coolest thing about what we do. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you've kind of described what that, that um, um, environment looks like, do you happen to have a story of a VentureX franchisee that you could share with us? Sure. And again, I think that the collaboration among the industry is a really neat thing, too. Uh, it's not a – this is not an industry that's, that's highly competitive from a point where every single co-working facility is going to compete with one another. Uh, this is an industry that really has niches. Uh, you might have a co-working facility that's small, uh, that's really focusing on one- or two-person offices. Then you might have another type of a co-working facility that just focuses on extremely large. Maybe they might just have one or two members that are, that are huge offices that, that they have 60 or 70 people per office. 
Ventrex, we feel like, fits really well nicely in that niche where we have some single-person offices, some two-person offices, and then we also have some team suites. So it really kind of runs the gamut. That gives us a big advantage on a lot of levels. Uh, and one advantage that pops into mind is we get a lot of leads and referrals from other co-working facilities. So we have another co-working facility uh, in South Carolina had a prospect that came to them and said, we really need 40 people. We need an office for 40 people. Uh, and that's really not our niche. But you know what? VentureX is the niche. And so right. that was a referral from another co-working facility into our franchise location. And it ended up being a really, really successful and hopefully uh, a long-term member at our community. But it really was the, the result of that collaboration among the different niches and different types of co-working facilities that are out there. I just, to me, I think you can tell after having talked for a few minutes, that collaboration and community mm -hmm. piece is so important to us because it really just builds goodwill and trust. And we believe that if you, if you do things the right way and you interact with people the right way, good things are going to happen. And, and we see that every single day with VentureX. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I believe that there are quite a few groups out there that try to create those relationships, but relationships are built from being around each other all the time. So to have a co-working space where you go in, you know, for a few hours every single day, you see John, you see Mary, you have a cup of coffee, you have a little, talk a little bit about, you know, the new company that's coming to town. How's that going to impact everybody? That feels more like a, you're building a community. You're really building a tight niche community of referral partners. And I always say referral partners is like magic dust to your business. So you guys are growing um, a great community of um, business owners that are able to tap into each other real easily. I love that. It, it's so well said, Linda. We are in the community building business and we are in the hospitality business. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have a lot of conversations with people that are in the hotel hospitality business because they're already used to the hospitality piece. They just don't like the fact that they have to have you know, 10, 20, 30 employees. They don't like the fact that on a day-in and day-out basis, they've got to clean 100 or 200 bathrooms. Uh, that's the hospitality business that's, uh, that maybe these folks are saying, hey, I want to get in the hospitality business that might be a little bit easier to manage. And so once we realize that that's a fantastic niche is just providing that service to our members, um, mm -hmm. that's where we've really been able to capitalize on it and, and grow our franchisee and our membership base tremendously. Yeah, I love that. Um, Michael, we're getting close to the end of the show. If someone's listening and they'd like more information about VentureX or even one of the other United Franchise Group concepts, where would they contact you? How would they get more information? Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I would say if somebody were interested in VentureX, I would love to speak to them. Uh, you could first go through our website, uh, which is VentureX.com. Uh, and fill that information in there. Uh, and also, we have uh, franchise. Uh, we have our friend United Franchise Group website, UnitedFranchiseGroup.com, that has access to all ten of our franchise concepts within what we call the United Franchise Group ecosystem. Uh, so, if you're looking at a franchise investment that is on the smaller end and smaller scale, for more of a uh, kind of a work from home business, we have that all the way up to. 
uh, all the way up to a, an investment the size of VentureX, which is going to be somewhere between total investment of uh, around 380000 upwards from there. So we've mm-hmm. got franchise opportunities across the spectrum, and you can find out information at all, on all of them at unitedfranchisegroup.com. Wonderful. So we're down to those final three questions. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Uh, The first thing that I would suggest that they do is speak to the local representative of the franchise. Uh, A lot of good franchise companies have local representation that can get you uh, information about the brand, that can take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of a local location. Uh, We have regional vice presidents, regional managers, and brand development managers strategically located all around the country because we feel like that face-to-face and personal interaction is still wonderfully important. Uh, So my suggestion would be, the first thing is, don't hide behind the computer screen and just look to do your research online. Certainly that's important, but speaking to local representatives who can also get you in touch with local franchisees to give you an idea of a day in the life of the franchise is absolutely the most important first step in the franchise research process. Yeah, most certainly, because when you're just searching online, it's not real. Whereas when you go out there and you meet with somebody in the community, in the area, that becomes real. And you're able to really decide, is this the right concept for me? So I I love that you encourage that. Yeah, now some some people really just don't know where to start, Linda. I mean, they look at it and they say, yeah, I, I wanted I want to be a franchisee, but how do I know what one is the best one? And and you know there are seven thousand different concepts. How am I going to know? And that's why I think the services that that you provide, uh, in terms of kind of being that coach to say, let me help you understand what your passion is and what your interest is which may or may not be the best fit for you as a franchise and walk you through that process. We love working with people um, that come from those coaches that can really dig in a little bit and and help the folks navigate what can be a a very daunting uh, process initially. Mm -hmm. You know, it just occurred to me, Michael, I didn't ask you about how many employees does a, a new Venture X location open up with. What do you suggest? Two. 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 Okay. So, so when you're looking at a location that is 15 to 25, some 30,000 square feet with two employees, that is a very unusual amount of employees. So please understand I did not misspeak. Um, you might have three, uh, but really in a, in a facility the size that I'm in now at 23,000 square feet, two employees is a gracious plenty. Nice. Nice. And and for those people, I've had people come to me, Michael, and say, I do not want to manage employees. You know, find, <laughs> I do not want employees. So, you know, they probably come out of an industry where they had a lot of employees, but two employees, that is, that would be a piece of cake for most of them. So um, the next question here, Michael, is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Uh, they are the, the first most successful franchisee is they are willing to follow a process and a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that that's a trait, but if it's not, it darn sure should be. Uh, right. Because with, with what we provide, if you're looking at completely reinventing the wheel and doing it your own way, 
don't do a franchise. Follow a process and a system that can be successful. To us, we look at there are a lot of advantages to franchising. Uh, there are advantages from uh, the cooperative advertising. There are advantages from training and support, mass purchasing power. Most people think brand recognition is the most important, but we strongly feel like the most important component of a franchise is the proven program, the proven system. If you do A, B, C, and D, you have a high likelihood of success. And if you're going to follow that process and system, you're, you're going to benefit from the franchise system. If you're not, you might not. So when we, work, when we work with prospective franchise owners, we have a set series of steps that we go through as well. I was speaking with a franchise candidate earlier today on a Discovery Day tour, which, by the way, we do virtually. And I was speaking to him, and he said, I really like the fact that you're going through these systematic steps of the process to help me learn about the business, to which I replied, I really like the fact that you like that because mm-hmm. that's part of our process is if somebody is willing – and excited to follow a series of steps to go into business, chances are really, really good that they're going to be excellent franchise owners because they value that consistent process and system. We're not looking for people to be clones here, Linda. We're not looking for people to say, I don't want you to think. I don't want you to be creative. That is not what we're looking at. We just want people that understand the value of that framework of systems and processes because if you embrace that, you're going to be a really, really good franchise owner. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Absolutely. Um, so you've been in franchising a while. So what does the future of franchising look like? I think the future of franchising is through the roof, all the way to the moon. Um, we see more and more people after, uh, after the pandemic. You talked about the great resignation, plenty of people. Uh, that are not ready to, to hang up their, their careers. Uh, they're not ready to sit on the back deck quite yet. They still have one or two really good acts to, to, to go through in their career, uh, and they realize that they don't want to hop on that plane and fly uh, tens and tens and tens of thousands of miles every year. They want to stick around a little closer to home, uh, and that's where we see a lot of interest in franchising. We've had more inquiries, Linda, this year uh, for franchising than any other year I can remember over the past decade or so. Uh, and that really is a, a function of the fact that people are ready to do something for themselves. They, they don't mm-hmm. want to work for the boss anymore. They, they want to become their own boss, but they just don't know where to start. So mm-hmm. that's the future. The future of, uh, of our industry is this shift of mindset of the way that people are looking at, uh, at work. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes from how we're able to be successful in the co-working industry with VentureX to the future of franchising in and of itself. And it, it is as bright as it has ever been, Linda. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think people during the pandemic, they realized that they didn't want to be on the road commuting for X number of hours. Um, when I worked in corporate banking, I lived in one of those bedroom communities in Houston and commuted to downtown Houston every single day. And it was more than two hours a day on the road. Um, and I think people realize, gosh, I can have, I can have a really um, great light look. I haven't had dinner with my kids in how many years and haven't been able to be home in time to throw the baseball back and forth with little Johnny. And I believe they're enjoying that. So the, what it looks like to make money going forward is very different than it was two years ago two years ago. 
and and that that's right, and and it really resonates. I think people see that they can make they can make money in franchising. You can mm-hmm. you can replace corporate incomes. You can do really well. But the other thing that I have that I've realized, particularly over the last probably eighteen months or so, is that money's not everything. Uh, mm-hmm. The other piece of this is what are you teaching your kids? Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are the kids learning from you and the way that you work? And when we look at conversations that I have with my kids, I want them to learn how to grow up and be entrepreneurs. I want them to be risk takers. I, I want them to see that that, uh, that owning your own business is the most rewarding thing you possibly can do, the flexibility that that provides you. And then at the end of the day, I want to be able to hand that business down to one of my kids. And, and that mm-hmm. just what they're doing and, and how these children are watching their parents interact and, and growing businesses and ultimately having succession plans where the kids take over the business, man, isn't that the American dream? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael, this has been a great conversation today. Again, one more time, if someone's wanting more information about VentureX or United Franchise Group, where would they go to find that? Well, first off, we'd love to have members, and we'd love to increase our global membership rate. And if you're interested in learning more just about being a member of a VentureX uh, facility, you can go to VentureX.com. If you're interested in learning more about the VentureX franchise, opportunity. We have a separate website. That's VentureXFranchise.com. And if you're interested in any of our other nine franchise brands with United Franchise Group, you're always welcome to go to UnitedFranchiseGroup.com as well. And I just really appreciate uh, all of your time and and the wonderful questions that you asked me and giving me an opportunity to, to tout the co-working industry a little bit today, Linda. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Michael. I look forward to following you guys. So I appreciate you being on the show today. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. So, folks, you know, this is – you see how – what the makeup of owning your own business looks like and how it's changing and how the pandemic changed it and how the great resignation is changing it. And I love the fact that VentureX is creating – communities within each location and I, and it's so important just like michael said it's so important to have connections with people to have those opportunities for social um connections and venture x is doing that so i'm going to leave you with a quote as always identify your problems but give your power and energy to the solutions. That's a Tony Robbins quote. That's exactly what VentureX is doing. They identified the problem and they're putting all their power, all their energy in expanding VentureX and offering a space for those people who who just need uh, need an office, need a small office, need a place to go. Thanks so much, folks, for being with me today. Look forward to seeing you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.